anyway, so the short answer is I, I don't I, I am recording this and maybe we'll post it at some point in video form or maybe we won't. I don't know. I haven't posted the horse girl watch along, so I'm just accumulating which video, I'm glad but it might for be because fun. I stuffed my face with No, I I, I think that I tots. I yeah. ate your tots because my food didn't come. Oh yeah, and then I got more tots. And then you got more tots and I got ramen. Anyway, oh, tots like we had so tots. much food. Yeah, we had lots of food. I, I feel like it's endearing that we were eating while watching TV, personally. Yeah. But yeah, I do plan to post the host girl, horse girl watch along eventually if I can figure out how to get it up on YouTube without it being taken down. <laughs> <laughs> so lesson learned. Don't have the audio from the film playing while you're watching it. I mean, but I don't know how you watch the movie without the audio. Headphones? I don't know. I guess we could. Sure, we could have some headphones. I need to get some wireless headphones or something. Mm. I want a picture of like you drinking that way and me drinking this way. Oh, well, my recording has you on the left and me on the right if you want to. And Ina's on the bottom. Mm. <laughs> I could because I can't. I can't take take a picture and drink at the same time. It's oh, fine. You got you got a thumbnail. Up um, there. Sarah, I just I I want to say, and we talked about this before. I started record. We started recording. I love that it looks like you're on an episode of Project Runway, <laughs> and that you also have the dick art from Dick Pick Professional. Your production design tonight is fantastic, as opposed to the shithole you see behind me Thank right you. now. Uh, listeners, There's if you're listening, tape on my wall. Sorry, <laughs> I've been wondering what that is every like time stars. we zoom. It does. It looks a bit like stars. So I bought um, this like fairy lights, and I was trying to make it pretty. So I figured Ooh. I'll put some blue tape on it. Yeah, decide on the shape, and then I'll actually glue it on my wall. Yeah, that was three weeks ago. Well, we've got time. What else are we gonna do, um, listeners? If you're hearing us, uh, we are um, on in quarantine but still podcasting and now yep. zooming we're zooming zoom podcast we're zoom podcasting zooming right through the quarantine we're zooming through quarantine uh stop <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. so now it's this is the part of the zoom where we all comment on what everyone's homes look like that's yes. a standard part of every zoom conversation <laughs> and we're all wearing pants hopefully uh, maybe you don't know i was seated <laughs> when you came in here ina's but wearing pants Sarah's wearing pants. I'm not showing you. Maybe I'm not wearing pants. Well, you're downstairs in your house with your three kids and you should be wearing pants. I should be. They're not wearing pants. So why should I be wearing pants? That's true. That's, that's I don't think anybody's been wearing pants in a, in the last three weeks, to be honest. I haven't been wearing pants that have buttons in like six weeks. <laughs> uh, I lecture in jeans so that I feel like a grown up because I'm still lecturing. And... After that, I immediately transitioned to my night pants, my no yoga pants. Your night, night pants. My night pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, welcome to the Feminine Mistake Podcast, uh, a podcast about women in film, I guess. Is that what yep. this is? Uh, yeah. We watch your favorite films or films you've never heard of or films maybe you liked in 2014 and they're now on Netflix and we're all stuck in the house, so we're going to watch them. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we talk about the way women are portrayed in them. And I'm one of your hosts, Nicole. I'm your other host, Sarah. And we'd like to welcome to the show um, writer, improviser. Uh, please introduce yourself, our special guest. Hi, I'm Ina. I guess I'm a writer and improviser. You are. Well, that's, title. I'm, you yeah. know what? I'm just telling it like it is. Welcome to the show, Ina. Thank you Thank for you. being our 
our socially distant guest on the show this month. <laughs> our first I'm, socially distant guest. I'm very excited to be here. I'm excited that you're here too. Oh, yes. stop it. <laughs> um, so before we get into the movie this month, which is uh, Ex Machina, um, what's everybody been doing in quarantine? Working full time. Oh, yeah, that sucks. You're essential. you're essential, so you've been leaving your house. Yeah. How's that going? What's it like out there in the world? Well, I've been taking my dog to work with me every day. Mm. So whenever people stress me out, I just pet her and it gets a little better. That's right. You got a dog, a quarantine dog. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your quarantine dog. What She's happened? very sweet. Um, so my boyfriend and I were driving up the road to pick up food. Uh, I think it was last Saturday. And we see a little puppy. She's like six pounds. She's tiny. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. She's super small. Weaving in between cars. And no one was stopping. And no one was trying to help. So mm. we started driving after her. And after a long chase, like a surprisingly long chase, yeah, we finally caught her. And we took her to the vet. And there was no chip and no collar. So we decided we're going to keep her. So you got a quarantine puppy. And her name? Yes. Her name is Lil Bean. Little, Little Bean. Bean. So cute. So cute. <laughs> and I love her. And she's getting a lot better. Yeah. That's well, really that's nice. not a bad way to spend quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, how about you, Sarah? How have you been spending quarantine? I've been writing most of the time. Well, okay. So I have a job. I have a full-time job. So I, mm -hmm. I work from home. Um, I'm in my office right now. I know it doesn't mm -hmm. look like an office, but... Um, it looks front, fabulous. In front right here is my big giant screen. Mm-hmm. Um, where I work and um, when I'm off work I write and that's pretty much it I mean you've written like thousands of words since this yes. thing started right yes. that's so good uh, memoir your essays memoir what are we calling essays, it essays memoirs yeah. yeah yeah excuse me that LaCroix is it's been fun I'm so glad I, I you know what I admire your work ethic with the right, I should be writing. I feel like if I, if now should be the time where I am producing all kinds of writing and yet that is absolutely not what's happening. I can't seem to get myself to sit down and write a goddamn thing. I feel like well, being productive, sorry. No, no, go ahead. It's, it's so hard to be productive. Like I've been drawing, but I haven't written a word. Yeah, I've, I've thought about writing. I've done a lot of thinking about <laughs> writing. Uh, I've revi I've been revising something I already wrote, which I guess is writing. It, it's a part of the process. Mm -hmm. But I, I've been thinking about, I've been taking walks. My, I take my daily depression walk <laughs> or my daily depression nap. Today was a nap. Sometimes it's a walk. And I think about writing, but I haven't, I am not actually doing a whole lot of making a writing of new things. So last year I didn't write hardly at all. I think I wrote like one sketch mm -hmm. and I completed a draft of something I'd written the year before and that was pretty mm -hmm. much it. I didn't journal. I didn't mm. do, do any write, writing at all. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like maybe you guys are in consumption modes. I would, I'm definitely consuming. I'm consuming a lot of uh, snacks. Uh, I am consuming a lot of, I have a lot of blankets on my bed right now. I mean, like, TV shows, films, yeah. podcasts, books, fanfic. Yes, my fanfic habit is out of control. I am also <laughs> listening to a lot of podcasts, but books, I've been listening to some books on Audible. Um, I've been watching, we've been watching a lot of movies. With, well, we've been, uh, our friend Ava, 
uh, has been organizing these movie nights on Friday night, which is like the highlight of my week where we all she streams a movie and we all watch it. Oh, yeah. It's about. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to head out. So. Um, oh, right. Because they're watching Hansel and Gretel tonight without us. But we've watched uh, we watched Cats. You were there oh for Cats, God. right, Ina? Oof, it was not I the wasn't. butthole. It was not the butthole cut. Yeah, I'm not sure if I could have handled the butthole cut, to I, be honest. I just saw an interview with um, Seth Rogen mm -hmm. and talking about the buttholes, how he was because he was live tweeting it. Yes. And he said right <laughs> after that, and the special effects guy that made that was like working on that movie. told yeah. him about the butthole thing. Yes. Have you I thought it was a joke until oh, now. Go to the page. So uh, Ava has made a Facebook page for the movie nights. And there's like at some point I posted a trailer. Some so I don't think it's the butthole cut. I'm glad we're spending some time on this because I think it's <laughs> culturally relevant. Uh, somebody did go and take the trailer and put buttholes in the trailer. Okay. So you can see what perhaps might have been. Had they released the okay, actual, so they, but they don't have like cut. an actual butthole cut. Where like, oh no, they, there's somewhere finished, there's a butthole cut. No, what it, I'm saying is, did they finish the entire film with buttholes and then watch <laughs> it and go, let's take all these out? Yes, so, yes. yeah. That's actually, what, Ina, that's you, you heard the interview. You tell us. <laughs> Sorry, that's what Seth was saying. That that the special effects guy was like, we finished the movie, we're about to release it, and really close to releasing it everyone realized, oh, wait, maybe it's not a good idea to have buttholes. And they had to go and erase every single butthole. <laughs> All the so buttholes. Funny. Can you imagine? I would be like, this This job sucks. Okay. Why am whose I, what is wrong was with it me? to put the buttholes in in the first place? And then whose idea was it that they needed to come out right before they were about to release? They said, I want to know. It's yeah. I, it, it, Was it the same person? Was it different people? Who knows? <laughs> Do you think it was like, like the director's like wife? He's like, look, I just want to show you the final cut before... We release yes, it. I'm really proud of it. And she point. she like leaned over and she was like, yeah, you're going to need to get rid of all those buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> or, or perhaps the producer's kid. Kids are very on. And the kids are like, uh, look at all those cat buttholes. It's I recommend, Ina, that you check out the trailer that somebody made uh, with the buttholes. It's upsetting. To so say the I least. saw okay. that, but I thought someone made it as a joke and I thought mm. the whole thing was like a gag. Wouldn't that be funny? I mean, isn't the whole movie calls? a gag, really? I mean, yeah. it was legitimately terrible. a terrible film. Uh, buttholes or no, it was just like yeah. 10 kinds so of awful. Short, too. It felt like it was like half really, an it, hour. It, right? felt, it felt like it lasted three or four days <laughs> for me. Yeah. Just saying, watch. I was just like swept up and like I, I can't tell you what it's about. I have no I idea. That's because there's no, no plot. There's no plot. There's no plot. But that like, the musical's like that too. So I mean, like, I don't know Hillary what they were thinking about how it was a great story. Like it was a great show. Well, Hillary likes the like, musical. She she does, and a lot of people do. It's uh, I don't I don't understand. It seems like a series of disconnected songs yeah. to me. Which yeah. is really what it is, but I mean, I I think and they're cats. Can we? I just don't even if they're on stage. <laughs> look, I love cats. Like cats. Well, why couldn't they just dress up as cats? Why did you have to do the weird CGI nonsense? Is what I'm wondering. Which, just yeah. let them be cats with the boobs. Like, yeah, the smooth boobs. I didn't like that. Boobs and cats don't have boobs. They don't. So that was weird. Ina's face. <laughs> I, I I just. I, just, I don't <laughs> I don't understand how so many people were involved in this project and no, no one went, hey, this is a mistake. 
feel like multiple people probably did, but you know, when you're working on a film and you're like, this is te- legit terrible, but I hope they keep paying me. So I'm just going to keep my mouth yeah. shut and erase all these buttholes. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I can. That's fair. It's probably was, it was good pay. Uh, one of the things that I found interesting about cats was that the director didn't make anyone wear motion capture suits, which is why the CGI is so bad. So, you know, usually when you have a CGI character, they have to wear a mocap suit with all the dots yeah. on it, right? Right. So the director didn't want that. Again, this is what I think I heard this on a podcast. Uh, the director did not want them to wear the motion capture suits. So that's why it took them so long to do it and why they had to do it over and over again and why it looks so fucking weird is because the visual effects people were like, what the fuck am I keying out? Like, what am I, where am I putting the cat body? And also they had to do every rotoscope everything by hand because they didn't have the motion capture suit to like track the, why did track the director, it properly. Why? I don't know. It's why? the guy who did uh, Les, Les Mis, right? The Les Mis uh, musical. I don't Les know. Les Mis was good. Yeah. There was an actual plot. It wasn't scary or creepy to watch. It didn't give me nightmares. Did you have nightmares about cats? Yes. I I had trouble looking at my cat the same way after. It was was so odd. Also, seeing so many people kill their career was painful. I know. It was like a lot of of death, uh, career death happening at once. They didn't actually kill their careers, though. (laughs) No, but uh, it was just like... Uh, I mean, some of them, people like Rebel, I'm like, yeah, I'm not a fan anyway, so I didn't mm. care, but, but I like some her. actors were like actual good actors, and it was like... Like Ian on. McKellen and Judy Dench. Ian yeah. McKellen made that <laughs> shit tolerable in the time that he was on screen somehow. Uh, I just Alba deserved better. That's all that yes. I'm going to say yes. about that. I just, I don't know why he got... I, there are some people that need to fire their agents for even getting involved in this shit. <laughs> um, so we definitely watched We watched that. We watched The Hunt, which was kind of terrible. We watched uh, We watched Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep, yeah. Which I thought was quite good. Um, a lot of people saying, I had heard when Doctor Sleep came out, which by the way was filmed in Georgia, conceivably could have been done on the George Made podcast, but we, we never got that far. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor Sleep, I heard, was not great, but I don't know what the problem people had with it was. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was a good follow-up. I mean, I it's not, there's no way to make The Shining again. It was no. such a weird movie. There's no yeah. way. So if you're not going into it expecting The Shining, you're just expecting a nice follow-up. I, I thought it was quite good. I enjoyed it. But it definitely did point out how Stanley Kubrick did, really did make magic. Like there was something about the original Shining that was like, you can't touch that. Sure. But also um, I thought this movie did a good job of rolling in the book with the movie, which is something the Shining kind of the Shining movie is more like inspired by the book than it is about Mm. the book, I would say. And this movie did a good job. I think there were moments where they were like, it was like a little too much where I was like, okay, like get your foot out of Stanley Kubrick's ass and just like, you know, make this movie yourself. And there were a couple moments where I thought it was a little much with the homage, but like once the movie got going, it was actually very good. I thought, mm-hmm. and I like Mewen McGregor and we got to see his butt. Ewan McGregor's butt. Yes. It was in a really gross, that really gross scene at the beginning when he's like, I don't want to even think about it. I have nightmares about the scene at the beginning with the woman and the baby. But his, but you do get to see his butt and I will remember that and burn it into my memory. 
So uh, there's that. I will always have that together. Me and his butt. You and his butt. <laughs> Me and his butt. I'm so sorry. Quarantine is so thirsty, guys. I did not expect yeah. this. It is. Like, I did not. It is so thirsty. I have nothing <laughs> but sexual fantasies for this entire time, like all day. That's why I'm reading fanfic constantly, Sarah. <laughs> That's why. But like my own personal like sexual history replaying in my head and fa fantasies of what I want to do to whoever and <laughs> what I want them to do to me. And it's just like. I feel like when you see shows like The Walking Dead or, uh, re or you know, any movies or shows about the apocalypse or mm -hmm. any kind of pandemic, they really fail to capture the thirstiness. Yeah of a situation like this. And so I was just not, a, I was surprised by how thirsty well, quarantine why? is. Because like you both are quarantined with people who you can have sex with. So like, that's true. Why are yeah. you thirsty? Like you can get it anytime you want, want it. Maybe. Well, you, you know, you want to well. take that one? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, kids, Nicole, but yeah, you have, I don't have kids, but we both work and we're exhausted. Mm -hmm. Yeah by the end of the day so mm -hmm. but i mean i we have been more uh, active it's not like an old uh, lady i will say we've been more active, active. We, we occasionally brush hands while <laughs> standing by the activities <laughs> i've shown him my ankle a few times um, my wrist <laughs> you don't have to answer that question nicole if it's too personal i just no listen uh here's the thing i'm stuck in my house there's nothing to do um i'm lonely and bored and I need something that let that keeps my mind off of this fucking situation that we're in. And I didn't mean to say that. That sounds weird. <laughs> I, I need something to keep my mind off the situation. And I, I think I found a pretty good way to keep myself occupied. That's all I can say about that. Yep. So uh, anyway, shall we talk about this movie? <laughs> yes. All right. So uh, today, uh, well, before we get into the film, which this month we're talking about, uh, the 2014, didn't realize it had been out that long. It's been six years since this movie came out. 2014 film Ex Machina, uh, written and directed by Alex Garland. Um, so before we get into that, uh, I would just want to go around the group and get everybody's, uh, what was your experience with this film? Have you ever seen it before? Had you heard of it before? Uh, let's start with our guest, Ina. Uh, never heard of it. Never okay. seen it. Um, I don't really like robot uh, okay this kind of film so i went into it a little negative and i was not disappointed it was awful <laughs> okay great right out of the gate shots fired uh so ina ne never heard of it came in clean fresh mm -hmm. and uh barely made it barely made it through um sarah how about you so i saw this when it first came out i loved it thought it was so great mm -hmm. um saw it again maybe like seven months ago mm -hmm. that's um, very specific well yeah because it was in my my last re re relationship oh um, shit sorry and um i didn't like it as much because it didn't blow me away as much mm -hmm. as it did the first time like the first time it was like whoa yeah and this next time it was like okay and then I just watched it again today and I feel like I'm in between. Okay. Interesting. Being, like amazing Interesting. and being like me. Okay. It was like, all right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So not so good on the three Pete for you. Neutral, neutral territory. Neutral. 
Um, first of all, I'd like to say that I did not realize this until today, but this is actually the second film we've done this season about robot human love relationships uh, since we did wait. Making Mr. Right. Making uh, Mr. Right. Was our right. February film. Uh, so my que- so I'm now wondering, is this, has this become a thesis? Is this a thesis on Android human sexual well, relationships that you we're doing here? Both films, Nicole. I so did. I, I would ask you that. What's going on with me? Are you robot thirsty? Am I? Robot am I robot thirsty? thirsty? Am I thirsty for a robot? Maybe. Apparently. Um, <laughs> I so I too saw this film not in the theater, but like when it came out, uh, when it was released uh, on streaming or whatever. Chris and I watched it, and I thought it was fucking amazing, and I stand by that i uh unapologetically love this movie and i'm looking forward to getting into it I but yeah I, eat I know ina bad. hated it and i'm very interested it's okay i like think it's best when we all have different opinions yeah. i think that works yeah. out nicely so anyway yeah i've seen this before uh love oscar isaac i think this was my first exposure to and let me i actually watched a video of him pronouncing his name because i wanted to make sure i got it right uh, Donal Gleason, uh, the actor. Donal? Who, Donal, that's how you say it. Donal Gleason. Donal. Yeah. There's a video. Of, he's Irish. There's a video of him telling people how to pronounce it <laughs> because mm. they, he was asked. Um, anyway, uh, he plays Caleb. I think this was my, f- actually, no, that's not true because he was in Harry Potter. So that was my first exposure uh-huh. to him playing Charlie, uh, oh. the guy with the dragons. What the right. fuck? Charlie... Why can't I remember this? Weasley. Weasley, Charlie Weasley. He played Charlie Weasley in the I'm Harry Potter your films. Nerd card. Thank you. I know I'm not really <laughs> a, as much of a Harry Potter nerd as I am a Star Wars nerd. So I'm sorry out there, fellow nerds. Uh, I just, my mind went blank for a second there. Uh, so, but uh, uh, I like both of those actors. I had never seen the other actress as well, um, Alicia Vikander uh, either. But um, I think, I don't, I don't remember why we watched this movie other than we like, Chris loves sci-fi and I'm uh, I love sci-fi depending on the film. So, uh, but anyway, uh, let's get into talking about this movie. The house is a mess, Jack. The kids are a mess, Jack. You're a mess, Jack. You have been a total bitch ever since you came to New York. You seem so distant. Let's just do it, man. You look stupid and rich. Stupid and stupid and rich. Fascist. All right, let's get into it. Okay, uh, 2014 Ex Machina. Uh, it sounds. It seems like you got something out of the gate, Ina, that you're that you're itching to say. So let's let's dive right into it. I was just gonna say that I hate um, sci-fi, so maybe okay. that's the issue. With well, me? I I look Let's forward to watching that. all what the Star Wars films with you eventually. <laughs> yes, what do you hate about sci-fi, Ina? Let us tell us. I, I Sound like, off. My I like biographies and I like documentaries and things okay. that are like completely far out there. I just okay. I have a hard time relating to to robots. Robots, futuristic things. But on the okay. other hand, my favorite movie is The Fifth Element. So I don't know. Oh, interesting. Well, classic, you know? It is a classic. Um okay. Uh <laughs> fair enough. Like there are just certain genres people don't like. I'm not a fan of war movies mostly because I don't enjoy the reality of of yeah. death and suffering yeah i'm the same way so i have trouble i with also that. don't like sci-fi for the most part there are, are, are the there are exceptions like mm-hmm. i think this is an exception i think star star wars is an exception mm-hmm. Westworld. yes like, Westworld. If, it's, if it's yeah 
like so something my dad always says I need I say, good characters yeah so, so, I need good so characters. something my my dad says when I say like oh I don't like westerns or I don't like I don't like westerns I, don't like I actually I actually hate westerns well he always says it's not a western it's about char char characters it's about That's it's true. not about the western stuff it's about the character it's not about sci-fi it's about the characters and so i'm like oh right. yeah i need uh i need my wild out there shit grounded in something like i need yeah. it grounded in reality so that's i think uh when except for star wars because i just uh unabashedly love it and you know given that how much you hate uh sci-fi i look forward to watching all the star wars movies with you <laughs> over um excuse me i had to burp again um all right well let's uh let's dive in here so i've written down my 10 things i know we're supposed to write down five things but I've written down 10. Uh, I have a list of, of things I'd like to talk about. And Ina does too. Ina, do you want to go first? Usually the guest is not, doesn't, uh, we don't require the guest to write down any notes, but Ina very diligently uh, wrote down some notes. So I think we should, what would you like to talk about first? I'd like to leave the ending closer to the end. So yeah. other than that, I think everything else is on the table. So my notes are very specific. They were just Ooh. like thoughts I had Great. during certain scenes, but they're all like snarky comments. Let's 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 so, use it as a launching pad. Okay. Um, so I pretty much so okay, first we see an office, blah blah blah, all that mm -hmm. happens. My my first note is when he gets to the house. Yes. And he has a picture taken of him. Mm -hmm. Yes. And mm -hmm. he gets blinded. Yes. And I wrote something snarky about gets key, gets blinded by the door, then walks in like he wasn't blinded. Oh, okay. So you don't you <laughs> wanted him to be a little more blinded. Yeah, he seemed to like the flesh seemed to blind and just walking around like nothing happened. I see. I see. But I'm yes. being very like picky. That's okay. I think <laughs> that it's good to put this film under a microscope. Uh I guess that didn't bother me too much. I think it's a good place to talk about his introduction to this island place by the way i just want to say the setting i don't know where they filmed this yeah. but it was like so lush and gorgeous like it hurts yeah. me how much money mm -hmm. it must have cost to shoot that yeah. but it was gorgeous and beautiful yeah uh the setting uh also it made me think of how fucking weird rich people are because it's honestly not a stretch for me to think that there's a some rich asshole out there with a bunker and a bunch of sex robots living out in a pristine there are probably wilderness. multiple assholes like that yes yeah i can see that happening i mean that Germany. felt wholly believable to me yeah 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 i did like that that moment when the door clo closes behind behind him they they left that um shot on for a long enough time where mm -hmm. it made you feel tense and then the door yeah. closed on its own so it felt like an introduction to like a it introduced like the thriller kind of aspect to the yes film. certainly yeah and i think the um you know there's something like yeah there's something very threatening about the house like the but well god i just want to get into so many of these things like i feel like there's so much like there's like Ah, oh, God, I don't need, is it too early for me to talk about my whacked out theories? Is that, is it yes, too early to too, talk too about? Or, or All right, early. so I'll just hold on to that. But I have so many thoughts about the house and what it means. Uh, I feel like there's like a lot there. But I think we need to tell more about what's. Well, what's let's talk about maybe uh, one of the things I would like to talk. So while we're talking about, uh, as I wrote him down, little baby Don, Donald Gleason, because he was he looks like a little baby in this movie to me. I love him. Oh, my God. I want to talk. So let's talk about Caleb. How do we feel about Caleb? I want to marry Caleb. Caleb is my okay. type. 
Caleb, the the program, grant, 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 grammar type, the like mm-hmm. sensitive, nerdy, smart, mm-hmm. um, adorable. That's yeah. So you you buy into him. You feel very he fit, he's very sympathetic to you. Yeah. What do you how do you feel about Caleb the character, Ina? Um. <laughs> honestly it's okay. like can i say anything positive you don't have to say anything positive yeah. say, say your you true think. feelings he, he went real fast from this is a robot to i'm in love he did which, he, which he i thought was for that robot very quickly fast. i will agree but which i is, believed yeah. it because he did seem like a sad lonely like he hasn't got had a girlfriend in a long time or or ever yeah um, but she's she's a robot I think I feel like you but have she to go was, through some kind of but, a journey before you fall in love with this is a machine and I want to live with it and love but it. Ina, she put a cardigan on. <laughs> she put a cardigan she did. on. Put on and, a cardigan. No, you don't like if that had it been a man. If I had been as thirsty as he was, and if he that was had been thirsty, a, Ina, if that was, had been a man robots i would have done the same thing okay i think that sarah brings up a, a very important point which is right now we're all in quarantine we're all experiencing the thirstiness of quarantine right mm-hmm. caleb is in his own form of quarantine yeah he's in this bunker he's trapped there with nathan who is a goddamn piece of work that guy yeah. and the only soft kind thing he has in this quarantine is ava the robot and so, given the thirstiness of quor- of my own quarantine experience, I totally buy it. I'd I be in love it. with a robot in a week. <laughs> I would too. Ina's sure. like no. Ina's like no. <laughs> just the Absolutely way not. That she talks to him. She's the, the a- actress is just mm-hmm. very like the way she portrays the character is mm-hmm. very compelling, and you are kind of like yes, she is absolutely also let's keep in mind that nathan designed her based on what would be appealing mm, to true. caleb yeah on his based on his history porn history which is so yeah. fucked up yeah, yeah. um also so terrifying to know someone has access to that <laughs> well he so nathan has hacked all of the phones using right. his search engine which is I'm not at the time i thought that sounded fucking insane in 2014 but it's not it crazy not. at all now oh totally well, it yeah. probably wasn't even crazy back then we just didn't know we didn't know that they that they had already done that i'm yeah. sure google does that oh yeah, yeah. no they've got data on all of us blue book is is essentially yeah. the fictional Base- google yeah right. Okay, so let's, uh, Sarah, what do you got on your list? Because I, I also want to talk about Nathan, but I don't want to monopolize the uh, the list conversation here. So Touring test. You want to talk about the Turing test? Let's talk That's about it. That's the whole thing. That's the yes. whole, like, the reason he's there. And so, mm-hmm. like, it starts off with, you think, like, oh, we're supposed to test the robot. Yeah. You know, like, can mm-hmm. can you detect that, it, that it's a, ro- a, a robot, which is the mm-hmm. tra- tra- traditional turret. Tra- her, her Turing test mm-hmm. um, and I liked that they kind of like went back and forth on like what actually is being te- 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 tested because yeah. Nathan seemed to have a different idea about what should be tested than Kate Caleb did so my question is was the test ever about and I I mean I don't know I think Nathan kind of tells us was the test ever about testing the robot like, was it about Caleb testing the robot? It doesn't seem to be. It was about the robot testing Caleb. Or yes. not, not the robot testing Caleb, but 
Nathan testing Caleb based on the ro- ro- robot. Like, right. Will a re- do, re- relationship. So was the intention for Caleb to fall in love with Ava or just to sympathize with her? I feel like the idea was, I'm sorry. No, oh, no go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead <laughs> I felt like the idea was to see if, if a robot can outsmart a human yeah. by mm. manipulation, by using, yes. basically mimicking yes. human emotion yeah. well yeah. enough for him to fall to her trap. And of course, Nathan didn't foresee that she would do it so well to the point where he would end up dead. Absolutely. Um, no, I think that now that you guys are saying this, this makes perfect sense to me because I was kind of wondering in my mind, was the purpose to see if Caleb would fall in love with her? And I think Nathan is far too cynical for that. So mm-hmm. I think it's definitely mm-hmm. what you guys are saying, which is, and, and he pretty, pretty much says spells this out, that he wanted to see if she could manipulate him mm-hmm. uh, into freeing her. Um, and then due to the fact that he is such a, he has such a God complex, he just did not see the potential of that actually, that becoming true. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. Awesome. Um, let's talk, I'd like to talk about Nathan and Oster Isaac as well while we're go, while we're talking about this. Um, so Nathan, I think it's pretty clear how we all feel about Nathan, right? Is Love it? him, want to marry him. <laughs> oh my god! I have daddy Nina. issues. I'm uh, he. I no, he's, he's a, a indiscreet. He's a, psychic, he's a, yeah. a, a utter douchebag, really. Yeah, and every and I feel like they worked really hard to make Oscar Isaac not appealing because Oscar Isaac is a hot, hot man. I, I thought he was hot. You thought he was hot. I thought he was hot. Yeah. Ooh, I did what, not. Did you not like the beard? I, I feel like his the beard to head ratio was was at, at a point that was grotesque. Seriously? Yes. And I don't but mean to knock. You're married to a man who has his beard is not like that. Yes, but his beard was like there was something aggressive. He had an aggressive beard. He had an aggressive beard. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, think it's, it's the shaved head mm-hmm. with the long beard. Maybe it was the long johns. The, I don't know. The big muscles hot, and. Our introduction to him is him punching a bag, which yeah. is the second I see that it's a turnoff for me. I, it's know. such an alpha male move. And, you yeah. know, Sarah, you know mm-hmm. me. I like a man who will bend to my will. <laughs> so Same. I like it's that. right. <laughs> I'm glad we're in. I would high five you if I could, Ina. Um, I like both ways. No, okay. no, I don't. I don't like mm-hmm. I don't like mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac punching. Yeah. I don't like I don't like that type of. Toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. Yeah. You know, mm, mm, I want I wanna, balance. I, uh, I, okay. In line with, and I'm good. And then I'm going to turn this over to somebody else in line with the fact that this movie as, as all good sci-fi movie should be, isn't just about robots. I feel like what this movie is really about is masculinity. Mm. And I think, uh, uh, it represents the both sides of what we consider to be like the dichotomy of masculinity, which is Nathan, this like misogynistic uh, asshole, God complex, punching bag, drinking himself to sleep every night, the mm-hmm. toxic masculinity. And yes, Caleb is soft and gentle and appealing, but in a way he also is that image he has of the savior. Com- com- he has the complex. savior complex. Like he doesn't, 
he, you know, like he underestimates her just like Nathan does. Mm-hmm. Like he's the, he's got the, he's the white knight, right? Yes. So mm-hmm. in a way, his masculinity is also flawed because mm-hmm. he wants to swoop in and save the girl, but the girl doesn't need saving because mm-hmm. okay. she's already worked it out for herself. Anyway, uh, I, that's one of the things that I think the movie really excels at is not just showing us like, ew, look at this disgusting bearded punching bag guy, but also like the, the, the flaw of uh, underestimating just like femininity in general. And that's why it's so important that all the, wi- all the robots in this movie, they're all women. There's no mm-hmm. male robots in mm-hmm. this movie at all. Which yeah, I think it's is, men uh, creating whatever they they can manipulate and they can control. Exactly, it's, exactly. it has to be a female. He's not going to create a man that he's going to control. That's that's not going to. But he could. But he doesn't. He could. But his he needs are doesn't. not that. Yes. Yeah. Right. And although, frankly, if you're going to make a bunch of sex robots, why not make a bunch of different? I mean, make them all. Make them all types. Get give yourself some. You know. There try are skinny some, models. No, try some things out. You know what I'm saying? Like, why does it have yeah. to be like, why, like you could have a, why have a, a turkey sandwich every day when you could have a buffet? I mean, you're building those robots. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he only likes very specific types. Well, it's yeah. boring. That's boring. Model, frankly. Boring. tall, skinny. Yeah. 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 Um, Ina, what you got on your list? Um, I mean, I had an issue with why is it always a woman, a mm-hmm. man creating a woman robot to fulfill his needs, da da da. Mm-hmm. Um, Caleb, well, let's wise, let's explore that a little yeah, more okay. deeply. What do you uh do you think that that is a flaw in the movie, or just like you want to see that less in movies? Or let's let's find some more about here's more about that. It, I felt like I've seen it. Okay, and it felt totally. like a repetitive theme of I'm going to create something so I can control it. Mm-hmm. And that already made me feel like a little icky. Like, yeah, I get that. I don't that. know if, like, she's in that room. She's stuck in that room. Mm-hmm. She's a prisoner. Mm-hmm. And you can see how controlling he is. And then his, that, um, sorry, Kyoko. Yeah, Kyoko, yeah. That whole dynamic was, like, so painful to watch. Like, the whole thing was yeah. really, like, triggering to me. I get, I get that. I get that. How long did it take you guys to figure out that, Kyoko was a robot because it didn't I didn't figure it out the Until first the time end. right away really when she showed you that she was a robot yeah I think, I think it, maybe I think I'd figured it out before mm-hmm. the first time I saw it, I think I figured it out before he knew I feel like the dancing scene is when I started to question whether it or was not the she da- was a robot. Da- da- dancing scene, yes. Where he, they're all da- was, where he's da- they're dancing together I and I was like was. wait was a when, minute when she started to unbutton Oh, that's right. when I was like, "Oh, she's a robot." God, that was so fucking upsetting. When yeah. when when Caleb goes in there and she starts to unbutton her shirt, and he's like, "Don't you don't have to do that." And I was like, "Oh, I can't." Yeah, it's oh, like I just, it's so upsetting. I guess yeah. my head went to like you know people who buy brides and things yeah. like that. And I think you were meant to think that. Yeah, I I mean I thought she speaks English and she could mm-hmm. understand everything. Mm-hmm. That like from the beginning it seemed like because she was listening right, so you can mm-hmm. tell that she knows what's going on. But I somehow didn't click that she was a robot. Now that I think about it, clearly <laughs> she was a robot. And I, I, but I, I didn't. Yeah. I have to wonder what else he did to. I'd say I want to say domesticate her, which I know is an awful thing to say, but I feel like that's what Nathan's thinking was, because obviously we see and I don't want to jump too far ahead, but we see that the the other versions of the androids are kind of scary and dangerous because mm-hmm. when they get pent up in that room. 
And it seems like he's made her very docile. And also, I have to wonder if he has removed her ability to speak. That's what I was thinking. If he removed that ability because yeah. he didn't want her talking to, and telling him yeah, their to feelings. Yeah, to say no, right. Well, yeah. she Ooh, did say oh, stuff I heard that hurts. to... She did say stuff to... Um, no, they communicated silently. They did? I thought yeah. they I don't think she turned said off the sound. I, th I think that they like... There no. was me, 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 me music and we were led to believe that they uh, said something. Ava and her communicate silently and then Ava whispers in her ear, but I don't think Kyoko ever says anything. Okay. Mm -mm. I don't remember her saying a word. Mm -mm. I think he disabled her ability to speak. But the thing that I think is cool is that later they're able to be, the robots are able to communicate each other with each other without words, really. They, and then she does whisper in her ear, but I think there is a definitely. What did she whisper? Uh, Stab him. I, I feel like she, you well, think? we're getting towards the end. Let, let, yeah, let's, sorry, let's put sorry, a pin sorry. in that. But yes, let's, let's circle back to that because I definitely want to talk about it. Um, okay, Sarah, what else you got on your list? Um, let's talk about the dancing. Oh, God, I yes. I find that let's. really interesting. Okay, let's, let's go um, to it. So this is something that my mom thought. This was when we saw it in two, two, 2014. I thought it was the weirdest fucking thing. I was like, why do they have them dance? That, is, that mm -hmm. doesn't belong in this film. That makes no sense. And yeah. She, well, think about it. Like mm -hmm. they're trapped, not trapped. I mean, he is a, it's a self-imposed, you know, mm -hmm. she's trapped for him. They're both there together. She's a slave. She's yes. a robot slave. But what are they going to do besides court? choreograph a dance <laughs> oh i was thinking that too like how long did nathan spend on that dance with that robot but also it made no sense because if you see him as a person you cannot imagine that character sitting there and like choreographing a dance with her like yeah that felt very weird now but oscar isaac can dance like oh he can you guys, dance he i can did dance. i i did enjoy that yes that was like one of the few moments where i didn't find well i i found the whole thing to be gross and repulsive but for a second i was enjoying look first of all oscar isaac i i think the acting in this movie is fucking great yes. amazing all across yes. the board but oscar isaac is revolting in this movie like he re i find him revolting and uh and the dancing made him like kind of enjoyable for a second but still what was revolting. the point of the I dancing just, it didn't make sense with the character i think it them. was meant to like psych him out like i think so too like, what the fuck is happening like, i think it was just another way to control mind? caleb yeah, and make him feel him. i think i think the reason that the dancing exists is i think exactly what you said sarah and that is that he's stuck in that bunker and he's lonely i think here's the thing nathan wants sees himself as a god he wants to be a god and he's very controlling but i think he's also very lonely yeah i think the subtext is that he's incredibly lonely in that bunker and doesn't actually know how to interact with real human beings he created what they said in the movie was that he created that search engine when he was 13 years old mm -hmm. which means he became like a bajillionaire at the age of 13. he's got no family in that bunker he's out there by himself with just him and his sex robots and 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 when and the way he talks to caleb even though he's trying to manipulate him i feel like he's trying to force a male friendship that he doesn't yeah. have yeah and he drinks himself to sleep every night and i he think did. he's just very lonely yeah. you didn't think the male friendship was him trying to just gain like, his trust um, and it was fake manipulation too i mean like i and like so so psychopaths don't get lonely 
I think I think he was lonely. I think it's very I think there's a lot of evidence to suggest that he is lonely. And I think the dance is one of those things. (laughs) I seriously I think that he's lonely and he try. It's like in a way, Nathan is somewhat of a robot, too. Like Nathan isn't a robot, but emotionally he's a robot. He doesn't feel things like normal human beings. And what do human beings do for fun? They dance. What do human beings do for connection with another human being? They dance. And so he would program that robot to dance, and then he would dance with her, and it would be almost like he's a human with normal emotions. That's so fucking sad, Nicole. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's how, yeah. That's what I feel like. That's I think that's like why he dances with Mimicking her. human emotion to yes. seem less psychotic. Exactly. Oof. And I think when he says things to Caleb, like, I don't want to, like, when he says, I don't, I mean, he doesn't care what Caleb has to say about the Turing test. He has to listen long enough to keep up the ruse. But mm-hmm. then he says things like, how did she make you feel? Or what do you think yeah. about her? Like, he needs the gratification. How does she feel about you? Exactly. And he's drinking beers with the guy. And, like, I, I think we'll that. we'll talk to him about the sciencey stuff. Like, he, like, Caleb is, like, wanting to, like, learn about this. And he's but like, he brings no. him into the lab and shows him all the stuff. And I think, I, I really the think he's. Faces. Yeah, I think he's hungry for some kind of real relationship that isn't or have some someone say like you did a good job or like yeah you spent your time well yeah yeah (laughs) uh so okay uh let's see i uh so on my list here's something i want to talk about i would like to talk about the film's title which is not something we do a lot on the show but i really think i want to talk about that uh so the title of the film is ex machina right Mm -hmm. and so immediately the theater nerd in me is thinking about the 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 word uh deus ex machina Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. which mean of which you we're all familiar with uh god from the machine right Mm -hmm. that's what that means and so there's two things there um there's that literally uh, is a, they talk about gods and godlike beings, right? So mm-hmm. Nathan wants to be God, but really Ava, I think, and I want to, I, I really want to dig into my crazy theories here soon, but go ahead. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So let's put a pin in that. So God from the machine. So we've got literally God in the machine, right? But also, uh, we've got the, um, of course, the, the actual, what it means, of course, is that in a movie or a, play specifically a greek tragedy uh that is when there's an unexpected plot twist at the end where some god literally comes out and rescues someone rescues them from a bad situation yeah so it it's so outside of greek greek plays it's kind of used in a derogatory like oh it just felt like felt like they just yanked some like quick fix at the end and it didn't make sense and it just but i want to i want to read the the uh, definition I pulled from the internet, which is an unexpected p- power or event that saves a helpless situation. Mm-hmm. And so a couple things. Uh, I think, so here's my, here's crazy theory time. Okay. Um, number one, I didn't think about this very much the first time I watched it, but watching it the second time last night, um, I noticed the scars on Caleb's back. Hmm. which he says he says he was in a car accident and his parents were killed when he was 15 right right? so that explains where the scars came from but the scars on his back and maybe this is because i've i've been watching sabrina too much were vertical scars down his back that almost looked like angel wings that had been clipped that's what i thought of immediately 
So I, so then I'm thinking there's a reason why those scars are look that way. So then I'm thinking, so is then is Caleb supposed to be some kind of angel? And then like metaphorically, right? Like not literally. Um, And then I was thinking, well, this bunker that he lives in, in a way is, is it like subterranean, like hell or the underworld, right? Yeah. So like Nathan is like, is like the the devil, the, the devil. Yeah. Right. Interesting. And then, uh, I think Caleb thinks that he is the deus ex machina. He's the one who's going to swoop in and save her from the situation. But then ultimately she saves herself. And And that's why it's called ex machina because it's the machine, the machine. She is the God in the machine. Mm -hmm. And, 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 uh, Nathan later says that, uh, later human beings are going to be looked at as, as uh, apes. And uh, the androids are going to be godlike creatures. And so in a way, it's like this is that coming to pass that she is this godlike being that rises out of the subterranean hellhole, gets on the helicopter and rescues herself. Mm-hmm. Those are my crazy theories. Anyway. Those aren't great. Cray- <laughs> no, that's really interesting. So is there something to that or am I reading too much into yeah. this? No, 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 for sure. I th- think that I think that. I, you know, Nicole, I would like to hope that all film filmmakers think as carefully about their films as you think about yeah. their films. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I honestly, wonder like if a, it's a, deeper. A, 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 a lot of times, the stuff you come up with, like, it makes complete sense. But I, I, f- I find it hard to believe that a- anyone would put that much thought into it. I, I just can't imagine that there's. I think I have to think that a, a filmmaker who made such a very detailed film with very clear themes and such detailed set pieces had to have, I mean, cause they're like Caleb's scars from the car accident could look like anything. That's why, of, why vertical line, two vertical lines down his back, you know, that yeah, seems mm-hmm. like he's trying to get me to think about something. I don't mm. know. Yeah. But I didn't notice it as much the first time because I think I was trying to figure out what was going on. But this time I really picked up on no, it. No, I, I definitely didn't even realize he had scars on his back. <laughs> I didn't see, 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 see the scars, yeah. It's, at the be- it's near the, not at the beginning, but after he's met Ava a couple times and he's gone and taken a shower. And, uh, and then, and I remember because he was taking a shower and then he's shaving at the and yeah. that that's when you see him without the shirt on because uh, i remember asking chris i was like do you think he's like whacking it in the shower while he thinks about the robot <laughs> that's, that's what like, i thought we were going to see because we saw him in the shower and thinking about him like isn't that what dudes yeah. do i would think so i imagine that's what he was doing in there i mean what else what else maybe i'm glad they they didn't feel like they needed to yeah it was that's not an hbo show yeah. The shaving was uncomfortable to watch. Oh yeah, why do you why do you think so? Uh, the sound was so yeah. strong; it felt like he's about to like slice his face open. So, what did you think about the scene where he actually does cut his skin open? Cut his wrist. Yeah. Um, I feel like that was. I was like, bro, art? you didn't have to go that deep. That yeah, seems that like was deep. That was. Yeah, he didn't just slice and his he, arm like, down the road. He, like, he also opened it, it and, and like mm-hmm. tried to pull it apart. Well, yeah. he thought he was—he thought he might be a robot. I mean, I kind of understand because I remember not this time because we knew he wasn't a robot, but the first time Chris and I watched it, we were like, "Is he a intro- Maybe he is a robot." And then he didn't need any medical help. He just kind of bandaged I mean, it up and it was fine. He it's seemed like he shocking. needed stitches. Yeah, that was yeah. a little surprising Deep. to me. That seemed like he would have bled to death. Yeah. Yeah, at yeah. least passed out. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, intense. That was a lot of blood. Yeah. Yeah. 
That was just kind of went from it like, okay, it's fine. I'll just wrap it up. It's all good now. That scene made me very squirmy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Very squirmy. But also I thought it was really fucking cool. Yeah. I was like the, the special effects, the practical effects, what, what, whatever they did did with that. It looked very, very believable. And I think it answered a really important question. What I love about this movie is that it makes me ask questions after the movie's over, but not the wrong ones. You know, like I think I and I don't want to shit on Horse Girl, which is the movie that we watched last month. But I feel like that movie left me with a bunch of questions that I'm annoyed that I didn't get answered. Like, I feel like I didn't want all that open endedness. Yeah, I I have a big question that pissed me off of this movie. But when we start talking about the end, I'll get to it. Okay, so um, (laughs) I but I one of the questions that this movie decided to answer for us was Caleb is not an android. Right. And I'm glad that I knew that because it freed me up to process the rest of the events of the film rather yeah. than think about, is he a robot or isn't he? And I'm glad they cleared that up for me with that yeah. scene. Welcome to Plug It Up. This is the part of the show where ordinarily we would plug all the stuff that we're working on, but we're in fucking quarantine and nobody's doing shit. So, Ina, do you have anything to plug? <laughs> Um, stretchy pants, <laughs> comfy clothes, <laughs> slippers. Yes, you know, granny yes. panties. Yes, granny yes. panties are and do no are, bras. Granny panties are the heroes of quarantine. To be honest, nobody no talks bras. about it. No bras. Absolutely. Uh, oh man, I've been do- doing all the all the cute bras. Good for you. Really? Do what you got to do. No. <laughs> I go to work, so I, I wear a bra then. But once I'm home, uh, the minute the, the minute those video calls end, the bra's coming off. Yeah, you know, through the sleeve, of course. Make it oh sexy. yeah, absolutely. You got to make it <laughs> sexy. Um, okay, well, Ina, do you have any social media? You, if do you want people to follow you on social media? Do you have a handle guess, you want people to follow? Uh, to I mean, find I out guess, about I guess, the. You're, I, I, I didn't mention this in the intro, making, but yeah, you're also a visual artist, which I forgot to mention in the intro. Uh, you're making uh, digital art and stuff, so you can see Sammy nudes of me, but they're in drawings. Ooh. Yeah. So what's that Instagram handle? Hit us with that Instagram handle. I should know it. <laughs> Let's pretend there's not going to be a long pause here. Oh, I'll cut it out. It's and okay. just seamlessly put. Stop licking me. You're nasty. <laughs> talking to uh, her dog. Yes. Yes. Not my boyfriend. Not, He's in the other room. It's a thirsty quarantine. It's, it's a thirsty quarantine, but it's not that <laughs> thirsty. Thirsty quarantine. Uh, <laughs> apparently, it's vor. It's v o r i n a seven. Real catchy. That is very catchy. Well, we're all going to remember that. Uh, <laughs> but but follow follow Ina on uh, Instagram. Check out some of her visual art, and uh, once we get back to human life, perhaps I don't know where you might be able to see her in an improv show or something. Yeah. Um, Sarah, do you have anything that you would like to plug? Um, I am (laughs) writing a book right now, so buy it in like two years, I guess. Buy it in two years, guys. Maybe sooner, because Sarah's really cranking this book out like nobody's business. Uh, And she's been bringing it into our, uh, well, it was a monthly writer's group, but now we have nothing to fucking do. So we're doing a writer's group every two weeks now, bi-weekly writer's group. And Sarah's been bringing it in and uh, it's going to be fucking great. I have to say, it's going to be fucking great. 
Thank you. Oh, doggy. Sorry. Hello, doggy. Um, so I do have a couple things to plug, uh, as we do have some stuff, uh, that you can enjoy digitally during our quarantine, uh, times, uh, if you want to check out, so of course this podcast is produced by Critical Crop Top, uh, Critical Crop Top produces, uh, web content, podcasts, sketch comedy, all those sorts of things. And we have a YouTube channel. Uh, so of course you can find us on, uh, you can find Critical Crop Top, bleh. <laughs> you can find Critical Crop Top on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Critical Crop Top. And we have a YouTube channel, Critical Crop Top, uh, on YouTube, where you can find uh, sketches that we've done, short films. Uh, I'm doing Tutorial Tuesdays, which every other Tuesday I'm putting out an editing tutorial. Uh, they're very short, little bite-sized tutorials so you can learn about Premiere Pro. So if you want to learn some editing while you're in quarantine, um, I've, I think I've got about Six, five or six episodes up there now so you can just get breeze through that easy breezy in an afternoon and of course uh we'd love to hear from you about what you thought of ex machina um do you like sci-fi are you a fan uh you know, shake your head do you like sci-fi are you a fan of robot sex dramas Ina's giving a thumbs oh, down. Sex dramas. Uh, let us know what you think. You can find our. You can find us, uh, the Feminine Mistake Podcast, on Facebook and Instagram at Feminine Mistake Pod, and you can find us on Twitter at Fem Mistake Pod. And of course, you could subscribe to our show. We're on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean. You know, you're listening to the show right now. So wherever you are, just That's hit that subscribe. Just subscribe it. And maybe leave us a review or a rating. We'd appreciate But only that. if you have something nice to say. Yeah, if you don't have something nice to say, just shut the fuck up. Right. I mean, go keep it. Yourself. Go fuck yourself. That's no. the best. That's the way to really reel people in. We're really <laughs> making. People. I'm sorry. Quarantine has made me salty. I apologize. Thirsty and salty. It's thirsty and salty. The salt and the thirst together. It's so. Can't quench it. It's not. I, <laughs> Uh, so, uh, please come back. This is only a, one part of a two-part discussion of Ex Machina. So come back and join us as we continue our discussion of the 2014 film Ex Machina. Uh, what do you guys plan to do after the recording? What are you guys going to go do now? I'm going to get more LaCroix. I'm going to get hella high. Yes. I'm going to eat some tacos. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, probably <All> right. dinner. <laughs> 